Way life. La vida soy. The difference is between the difference between our soul and our spirit. La diferencia está entre nuestra alma y el espíritu. And we're asking ourselves the question: Which is growing more in our life? Our knowledge of certain Christian things or uh, Christian experiences or knowledge of God's word? Y qué aumenta más en nuestra vida, ¿no? El conocimiento de ciertas uh, experiencias. Um, yeah, de, de la palabra. De la palabra ¿no? Is that what's growing more, or is our experience growing more? Es eso lo que crece más, o, o es nuestra experiencia que está creciendo. You, we can't eat of both trees at the same time. No podemos comer de ambos árboles al mismo tiempo. If we eat of the tree of knowledge, we can't. We're not permitted to eat of the tree of life. Si comemos del árbol de cono, del conocimiento, no podemos comer del árbol de vida. Remember what happened to Adam and Eve? The moment they eat from that tree, the tree of knowledge, God said, you can't come back in this garden anymore. And so even today, even after being saved, many times we go back and want to just be satisfied with uh, knowing or the satisfied with the tree of knowledge. Conocer, saber, ¿no? It's probably easier to eat from that tree. We've been eating from that since the day we were born. But now God wants us to come to the tree of life. Let that life grow inside of us. In Song of Solomon, yeah, it's, it's a refreshing book. Song of Solomon is a refreshing book of life. Libro refrescante de vida. And it, it, it falls in a very beautiful place in God's words. We find the book of Psalms el libro de los Salmos, where we're experiencing worshiping God, en que nuestra, experimentamos la adoración a Dios, spiritual warfare, uh, la, la guerra espiritual, celebrating God, la celebración de Dios. we come to the book of Proverbs, también veamos el libro de Proverbios, where there's wisdom given to us to live with our fellow man. En que encontramos ahí sabiduría que se nos da para And it's interesting to see how Solomon had so much wisdom, the Bible says. He wrote thousands of proverbs and thousands of songs. And you know what the Bible tells us about Solomon with all the wisdom that he had. He ended up, the last thing we know of Solomon is that he, his heart had gone away from the Lord. Now I don't know what happened to Solomon in the end. Uh, we would tend to think that the last thing we read of Solomon was was uh, um, that what really happened to him. He ended his life a mess. But I read an autobiography of Charles Finney. I read an autobiography embargo, of Charles Finney. He was a great uh, preacher, a great evangelist of the early uh, of the 1800s. He was mightily used by God. But he shared something very interesting. He said, you know, it seems like Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon was something written by Solomon after he had everything he thought would satisfy him. Y él comenta, comenta, dice de que 
parece que uh, Eclesiastés y Cantar de los Cantares fueron escritos quizás después de que Salomón tuvo todo aquello que él pensaba que satisfacía. After Solomon had every possible thing that could satisfy him in this world. Después que Salomón tuvo todo aquello posible que satisface en este mundo. To where his heart actually turned far away from God. Al punto que su corazón se alejó de Dios. It seems like somehow there might have been something that happened in his life to turn him back to realize what life is all about. Parece que quizás algo en su vida pudo hacerle tornar Ecclesiastes says everything is vain down here. He says I filled myself with all that this world has to offer. I filled myself with it. With laughter and, and joy and dancing and songs. With everything I could want, I had it. More than any other person. I've had it all. And it just doesn't satisfy. Y simplemente no satisface. Everything under the sun Todo bajo el sol is vanity. Es vanidad. He says man is no different than a beast that dies que muere. and goes back to the dust. Que al polvo. But the only thing that's different Pero lo único in us en is when we're having life from God. Es vida de Dios. And so it seems Charles Finney seemed to feel that Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon were like the final chapters of Solomon's life. And he wrote this after having been restored, at least in his own personal experience with the Lord. Y escribió esto quizás después de ser restaurado por lo menos en su experiencia personal con Dios. Especially Song of Solomon. Especialmente cantar los cantares. He, he, Charles Finney was saying, how could anyone be used to write the, these words of Song of Solomon without having experienced uh, the fullness of the world and the emptiness of it and then come and experience the greatest joys God has to offer. El momento de que cómo quizás alguien pudiera escribir un libro como este después de quizás haber así no fue quizás después de haber experimentado la llenura del mundo y después lo vacío también de él, ¿no? And then the joys of being filled with the Lord. Of all the songs Solomon said he wrote in verse in, in song Song of Solomon chapter one. Yeah, in Song of Solomon chapter 1, he says this is the song of songs. He wrote a lot of songs. But he says this one was the one that topped them all. Topped, it topped the charts. <laughs> and it's a beautiful song. And it has, it's all about life. And as much as Ecclesiastes is all about death, y mientras realmente vemos tanto Ecclesiastes que es hacer, tanto de la, acerca de la muerte. In the same way Ecclesiastes is vanity and death and everything under the sun. Y así como Ecclesiastes es todo de vanidad y, de, y, y bajo, bajo, bajo el sol. Song of Solomon talks about the life that we have with a heavenly bridegroom, Jesus Christ. Y cantarlo, cantarlo, habla de esa vida que tenemos con nuestro novio. Jesucristo. Jesucristo. Amen. And it starts off by saying, this is the song of songs. And I don't really want to study the book of Song of Solomon, but I want to just compare this to the, what we're talking about, this word of life that we're studying. 
nada, no quiero que lo estudie, no es que queríamos que lo estudiemos, sino que quiero comparar acerca de lo que estamos hablando hoy, ¿no? See, there's lots of relationships that people can have with God. Hay muchas relaciones que la persona puede tener con Dios. In fact, even in Song of Solomon, he says there's, there, if you look over in chapter 6, y aún en Cantado de los Cantares, si ven el capítulo 6, en Song of Solomon, en chapter 6, en capítulo 6, en verse 8, en verso 8, that the bridegroom is speaking here, que el novio hablando aquí, he says in verse 8, there's three score queens. Dice, 60 son las reinas. Yeah, there's 60 queens. 60 reinas, dice. And there's four score concubines. Y 80 las concubinas. And virgins without number. Y las doncellas sin número. Those, are, that, those all speak about spiritual relationships that people have with Jesus. The queens are those that, and remember Solomon had lots of queens, didn't he? How many, how many uh, queens did he have? How many wives did he have? Was it? Several hundred wives. <laughs> Not just one or two, but several hundred. No una o dos, pero cientos de, Let me get, de, to, the, get to the correct number real quick here. I mean, he knew what he was talking about. Uh, let's see, it's in 1 Kings chapter 11. He had uh, 700 wives <coughs> 700 esposas and 300 concubines. Y 300 concubines. That's a thousand, <laughs> a thousand women around him. Is that right? <laughs> so he says there's queens, there's concubines, and then there's virgins without number. Queens refer to those that they, they, they're just interested, not so much in, in the bridegroom, they just want the throne, they want to rule, they want the authority. A lot of the reasons that Solomon had married so many of these women was just to give him authority and to, 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 to join with other nations. He would actually marry women of other nations, uh, uh, women of royalty from other nations to kind of join, to give authority believe it or not it was more political than any kind of love there's people like that they want the power they want the authority then there's the concubines they had one experience that's all that they need And they, the rest of their life, they live off of that one experience that they had. Then there's virgins who are waiting for that experience but never quite have it. Right? That's what it speaks about. That's the way a lot of Christians are. They're in one of those three categories. Either they're involved with the Lord because they like the gifts and the power or the authority they have. Or they're, they've had a one-time one experience and that's all and, and that satisfies them. Or maybe they're looking for experience and they're just waiting but they're never entering into it. They're always kind of just standing out watching the others but not really entering in. Quizás quizás 
vienen a experimentarlo. But then there's the bride. Pero entonces encontramos la novia. Just to be sure I'm talking to the right people today. How many want to be part of the bride? Y para saber quién es, quién es hablo, no quién es, quién es quién es esa novia. You want to be part of the bride? ¿Quién es quién es parte de lo que son la novia? The bride is someone who's never satisfied. She's never satisfied with enough. La novia es esa que no está satisfecha. She's never satisfied. She wants more. She wants that relationship to be continual. Now we see some precious things in this book. And what we're trying to explain about the, the word of life. Do you remember what Jesus was speaking to the disciples about eating of his body and drinking of his blood? De su cuerpo y beber de su sangre. He was speaking to the, all the people, and there were there were about 70 disciples along with the 12 that had been following him up to that point. Estaba hablando a todos y habían como 70 discípulos justamente con los 12 que le habían uh, seguido al principio. And there were multitudes of people as he was speaking to them. He had just fed the multitudes with bread. Así mismo estaba multitudes de personas como se había alimentado a todas ellas. And they were excited about the things Jesus was doing. Y estaban emocionados con todo lo que Jesús hacía. But Jesus said, You've, "If you want real." life you've got to eat of my body and drink of my blood I don't know exactly how people understood what he was saying but whatever it was that they understood they knew he was expecting more from them que entendieron, sabían de que él estaba esperando aún más de ellos. That their desire just to have him do miracles for them, that wasn't enough. Que el deseo de ellos simplemente recibir milagros de él no era suficiente. There was more that he wanted them, he wanted them to ask for. Que había más que él quería que le pidiesen. He wanted them to eat and to drink of all that he had to give them. Querían que ellos comieran, bebieran de todo lo que él he tenía says, que darles. Unless you do that, he said. Porque él les dijo, a menos de que no hagas esto. Unless you do that. A menos que no hagas you can't have any life. He explained to them what this eating and drinking meant. He says, in the same way that I eat of my father and drink of my father. And I live. That's what I want you to do with me so that you can live. Así mismo quiero que hagan conmigo para que tengan vida. Think about the way Jesus lived. Piensa en la manera en que Jesús vivió. He said, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it first. Él dijo, yo no hago nada menos que mi Padre lo haga primero. Hey, young people, I have an idea for you. Y quizá una idea para los jóvenes. You want to know if you're a real Christian or not? Quieren saber si realmente son en verdad un cristiano o no? You want to know, Vincent? Quiere, por ejemplo, Vincent? Martín, you want to know if you're a real Christian DJ? Martín, si quieren ser un verdadero cristiano? Ask yourself the question. Pregúntense. Before you do things. Antes de hacer algo. Would Jesus do that? Uh, ¿lo haría Jesús? Is that the way Jesus would do it? Is that the way Jesus would want me to do it? When you start asking, when those questions start coming in your mind all the time, do you think your behavior will change? What do you think, DJ? You think things will change? You think you'll still do the same things? What do you think, Vincent? Ah, that's what Jesus meant. He says, don't think you have life in you just because you you see me and heard me once or twice. 
oído me han visto una vez. You have to live of me. El hijo tiene que vivir de mí. You have to eat of me. Tiene que comer de mí. You have to drink of me. Tiene que beber de mí. Jesus said, everything I do, I I only do those things that please the Father. Todo lo que yo hago, dijo, solo hago las cosas que complacen al Padre. He says that's why he's always with me. Por eso es que siempre está conmigo. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 8. Es lo que Jesús dijo en el capítulo 8 de Juan. My Father is with me because I always do the things that please him. Padre está conmigo porque siempre hago lo que le place. That's life. Eso es vida. That's real life. Eso es vida en verdad. That's the way Jesus lived with the Father. Así como Jesús vivió con su Padre. He, he says the things I hear, that's what I speak to you. Las cosas que oigo, eso hablo. And if you read the Gospels like that, and realize everything Jesus said and everything he did was what the Father said, Jesus say this, Jesus do this, and everything he heard the Father say is what he did. Y entendemos de que todo lo que Jesús hizo, todo lo que él uh, habló, es lo que el Padre le decía de que hiciera. ¿no? He lived of the Father. Él vivió del Padre. He ate of the Father. Comió del Padre. He drank of the Father. Bebió del Padre. Morning and evening and noon and nighttime, all the time he was drinking and eating of the Father. La mañana, del mediodía, en la tarde y la noche, ¿no? And there was life. Comió, vivió del Padre. He says, even as I live by the Father, así, aún así como yo vivo de mi Padre, is how I want you to live by me. Así quiero también que and the disciples the 70 disciples began to say they said this is a difficult saying it's too hard two Sundays ago we were talking about the spirit of Antichrist the spirit of Antichrist says it's not possible to live like Jesus Antichrist Christ means God in the flesh the incarnation of Jesus he came and put flesh upon him and the spirit of Antichrist is against that it's the opposite of that he says no it's not possible for Jesus to live in your flesh you can't live like that see Vincent you can't live like that see you're a young boy DJ, that's too hard for you. Because you're just a boy. You see, you gotta, you gotta grow up, and you gotta get older, and you gotta learn more. And see, Martin, it's too hard for you. Because you're just a young boy. See, that, that can't happen to you. See, that's that's the way we think. We have all of our excuses. And, we, and when someone says, no, you must live like Jesus. No, you need to be like him. You see, a Christian is like Christ. They, they, they we're eating of him and drinking of him. We want to be like him. Because that's our life. That's our food. That's our drink. And it's life for us. And the disciples said, no, that's too much. That's too hard for us. And it says that the 70 disciples, that those disciples turned away and walked away from Jesus. And Jesus looked at the 12 and said, are you going to go too? Is it too hard for you also? Peter said, no, Lord. To whom shall we go? You have life. 
Tú tienes vida. Your words. Tus palabras. What you're telling us to do. Lo que nos dices que hagamos. What you're speaking to us. Lo que nos has hablado. It's not just words. No son solo palabras. It's life for us. Es vida para nosotros. Your words are eternal life. Tus palabras son vida eterna. Peter felt it. He knew it. He experienced it. Pedro lo, lo, lo sintió, lo, lo conocía, lo experimentó. Said, Jesus, you are life. El hijo Jesús, tú eres vida. Your words are life. Tus palabras son vida. As we eat of them, there's life. In comer us. de ellas hay vida en ellas. We want to follow you. Queremos seguirte. All the way. Todo el, todo el camino. Of course, even that had to, even that desire had to be tested. Y aún ese deseo tenía que ser probado. But see, that's that's the thing that God is speaking to us about the Word of Life. Pero eso es lo que Dios nos está hablando acerca de la palabra de vida. It's not just a good book to study. No es solamente un buen libro que estudiar. Not a nice book to read. Un buen libro para leer. It's not just a counseling book for our problems. No es solo un libro de consejería para problemas. If you're a queen. Si eres una reina, and you read the word for some other purposes. Bueno, la palabra para algún propósito. If all you are as a concubine, si todo lo que eres una concubina, then all you do is read the word for that experience that you one time had. Bueno, la palabra para esa experiencia que tuviste una vez. If you're a virgin, si eres una doncella, like it says in Song of Solomon, then you read the word with a different motivation. Como dice Salomón, en Canadá de los Cantares, la lees con una motivación diferente. But the bride. Pero la novia, she says this. La novia dice, Look in Song of Solomon chapter 5. Song of Solomon in chapter 5. It says this. She begins, the, the, she's looking, and she realizes that she has lost the presence of her bridegroom. Se da cuenta de que ha perdido la presencia de su amado. And it says that she runs out looking for him. She had gotten comfortable in her bed. She had been sleeping, the Bible says, when she shouldn't have. She, was, she had gotten content. It was just for a moment, but it was enough por un momento, pero fue suficiente. For her to lose that presence like para, she had before. Para ella perder esa presencia que antes tenía. And finally she gets up. Y finalmente se levantó. She takes off the coat of her comfort. Dice que se quitó de ella esas ropas de, de, de confort que and, tenía. And, and, or, and she puts on shoes again. Y se, se encalzó nuevamente. And she runs out. Y salió. And it says here the watchman found her. Dice aquí que los Atalayas la encontraron. That's what uh, in Song of Solomon 5 verse 7 the watchmen that found her they took away her veil from her and they began to, to give her pow pow is what they began to do giving her a spanking smiting her. Es el verso 7 de que la hallaron dice los guardias uh, de la ciudad y que la golpearon la hirieron. They took away her veil. Le quitaron su velo. So she could see the way she should really see things. Para que pueda ver las cosas de verdad como tiene que ver las cosas. And it was only then. Then she began to cry out, "Where is my beloved?" Verse eight. She says, "Where is my beloved? I'm lovesick. I need him." In verse nine. In verse They begin to ask her, "Well, what is he like? Maybe we've seen him somewhere. We didn't realize it. What's he look like?" There's lots of other beloveds around here. There's lots of others that can satisfy. What's so special about this one that you're asking for? What's so special about him? In verse 10. 
ella les empieza a describir cómo su amado era para ella. See, and this is this is the difference between someone that's either just a queen or a concubine or a one-time experience and they're satisfied, or someone who's thirsty for more. Y la diferencia aquí entre una reina o una concubina, alguien que uh, o alguien que realmente quizás tiene sed por más. Here she says, "This is the way he is." Y aquí ella dice, "Así es él." And boy, she begins to describe her beloved. Y ella comienza a describir a su amado. She says, he's, he's white, he's ready, he's the fairest of 10,000. And he goes on to say, his head is like this, his eyes are like this, his cheeks, his hands. She wasn't describing a picture she had seen, was she? Y él no estaba escribiendo una, una foto que había visto. Was ¿no? she talking about some picture she had read in a book? Estaba hablando ya de una foto que había visto en un libro. Huh? No. 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 She wasn't talking about something she had read in a book. Ella no habló no la algo que había leído en un libro. She was talking about someone that she knew. Ella estaba hablando de alguien que conocía. She was talking about someone she loved. Ella estaba hablando de alguien que amaba. She was talking about someone that she had experienced. Hablaba de alguien que había experimentado. And had enjoyed that experience. Y que había disfrutado esa experiencia. And had not yet been satisfied by that experience. Y que aún no había sido satisfecha por esa experiencia. She said, this is the way he is. Ella dijo, así es él. He's wonderful. Es maravilloso. He's fairest of 10,000. Es mejor entre 10,000. And verse 16 is the verse that attracted my attention this past week. Y el verso 16 es el She said, "You know something? His mouth is most sweet." His mouth is most sweet. She says, "The things he says, the way he speaks, the words that come out of his mouth, the things he tells me, it's so sweet." Amen. That's the way she was talking about him. Así hablaba, así hablaba de la, ella de él. And he's altogether lovely. Yes, um, todo amoroso. Todo amoroso. Right? And she said, "This is my beloved. This is my friend. Oh, ye daughters of Jerusalem." Este es mi amado. Tal es mi amigo. Doncella de Jerusalén. And then they wanted to look for her too. Yes, después querían buscarla también. But she had known his mouth not because she read about it in a book. Pero había conocido su boca, su palabra, no she had leído, known ¿no? his mouth because she had been there. Había conocido porque había estado allí. She had known the mouth of the Lord because she had experienced it. Había conocido su palabra porque había experimentado esto. It wasn't like she had just read in a book about it. No era como que había leído un libro acerca de Or that she had just learned something up here. Porque solo aprendió algo acá. There was something about the sweetness of those words that attracted her. Había algo acerca de la dulzura de esas palabras que le atrajeron. And as she spoke, y It attracted others to him. Amen. If you go on down in chapter 7, what happens whenever we begin to experience the Lord's mouth like that? When we experience the mouth of the Lord like that, then you know something happens to our mouth. Something happens to our mouth. In Song of Solomon, chapter 7. This is what the bridegroom says about the bride. Esto dice el novio de la novia. She says the roof of that. He says the roof of thy mouth, speaking to the bride, the roof of thy mouth is like the best wine for my beloved, that goeth down sweetly, causing the lips of them that are asleep 
to speak. So it says in English, it's a little bit different. It says that the, that the roof of the mouth of the, the, the paladar, right? The, 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 mm-hmm. the mouth of his beloved was like sweet wine to him. El, el, el dice que su paladar era como un buen vino. No, de, de ella. De ella. Yeah. And, and it says that, that that sweet wine that came out of her mouth would even cause the lips of those that sleep to begin to speak. Y dice que ese... In English. No, it's different. In English it says that the wine that comes out of her mouth makes the lips of those that are asleep to begin to speak. It says, In English it says, the lips of them that sleep. I guess when we get older we feel like sleeping more or something. But the, the message is this. The more we experience his sweet mouth, the living word, the more, the more that, the more that his word becomes life in us. And can bring life to others. One of the things we saw a couple weeks ago was about Samuel. I just want to look at that real quickly, if you will. In 1 Samuel chapter 3. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, we read about an experience that Samuel had that's very interesting. Samuel was a little boy that grew up in the house of God. Samuel fue un jovencito que creció en la casa de Dios. He grew up in the house of God. Creció en la casa del Señor. And it says that he did not yet know the Lord. That's an interesting expression. First, read First Samuel three verse seven. Primera Samuel tres el verso siete. Dice, dice que Samuel no había conocido aún a Jehová ni la palabra de Jehová lo había, le había sido revelada. He didn't know the Lord and one of the evidences that he didn't yet know the Lord was that the word of the Lord hadn't been revealed to him. No conocía al Señor y una evidencia de que su palabra no había sido revelada a él. Now they had the scriptures back then. They had at least the, the books of Moses to go by. Ahora tenían las escrituras en este tiempo, por lo menos los libros de Moisés and, para leer. And, and, and serving under the priest Levi, I'm sure he would have heard the word of God quite often. Y sirviendo quizás bajo el sacerdocio levita, quizás hubiera oído, escuchado he had heard the word of the Lord that wasn't, that's not what this scripture is talking about he had heard the word of the Lord he had heard the scriptures but that's not what this verse is talking about the difference here is that what it's saying is that Samuel's experience wasn't living yet there was no living relationship that he was having. He, he perhaps knew how to go through all the routines and to serve as a priest. He had served Eli faithfully, but he had never tasted of the living word of God yet. 
And you know the story how God called him Samuel, Samuel. What's interesting to me, I mean, God could have just started speaking. He could have just said Samuel, Samuel, and began telling him everything he wanted to say to Samuel. Because there was a clear message that, Sam, that God was going to give to Samuel. Why didn't God just go ahead and tell him the whole thing? Well, the first time God, all he said is, all he did is call Samuel's name. And Samuel jumped up thinking that it was a man who was calling him. Went back to sleep. Here's his voice again. Ran, runs to Eli. And again, it wasn't Eli. It was the, and he had to go back to sleep. A third time God calls. And he runs to, runs to Eli again. And this time Eli says, you know, I think it's God calling you. And... He says, listen, when God speaks, this is the way you have to answer. Now how Eli knew to say that, I don't have any idea. I think God, because he was definitely a backslidden man, a man that was not serving God the way he should. But nevertheless, the word he spoke was the way Samuel needed to respond. God wasn't able to speak anything further to Samuel until Samuel answered the Lord with these words. Speak for thy servant is listening. And it was at that moment that all of a sudden Samuel begins to know the Lord and the word of the Lord is revealed to him and that was the beginning of his ministry that was the beginning of his, of, of his life and his ministry as a prophet in fact it says and if you read on down at the end here in, in And uh, verse 19, look at 1 Samuel 3, verse 19. Verse 19, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. Now why do you think God didn't let Samuel's words fall to the ground? Why do you think? Why didn't Samuel's words fall to the ground? Well, what word was he speaking? He was faithfully speaking the word that had been revealed to him. Right? And verse 21. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Amen. The God's word only becomes living to us. Whenever we're willing to eat it. When we're willing to say, Lord, yes, it's for me. I receive that. Lord, 
Speak. Señor, habla. For your servant is listening. Habla que tu siervo escucha. Speak to me, Lord. Háblame, Señor. For your servant is listening. Que tu siervo escucha. Right. Look with me in Luke chapter 6. In Luke chapter 6, something we want to look at real quickly here is, is uh, again, the, the difference between just being a Christian by name and having real life en Lucas capítulo 6 también vemos un poco la diferencia entre realmente ser un cristiano por nombre, pero en verdad también, o si no también tener vida real. Es poder oír la palabra de Dios y querer hacerla. En Lucas capítulo 6, verso 46, Jesús ¿Por qué me llamáis Señor, Señor y no hacéis las cosas que yo digo? En otras palabras, ¿por qué Right? In verse 47, he says, The ones he that comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, he's like a man who builds his house and digs deep and lays the foundation on a rock so that when the floods come and the streams beat vehemently upon that house, it will not be able to shake it because it's founded upon a rock. And of course, those that don't, that hear and don't do it, it's like building their house on the sand. Por supuesto, aquellos de que la oyen y que no la hacen, es como aquellos que edifican que está fundada su casa sobre la, la arena. What Jesus is saying is that the difference between it's not just a matter of how much you hear, it's how much you hear and do entonces, that make that puts the solid rock under your feet. Dice, entonces la diferencia no es que no importa cuánto lo que escuchas, sino que la diferencia es cuánto es, uh, escuchas y haces que hace que tu casa esté fundada en la roca. We can hear and hear and hear all kinds of things. Podemos oír, oír, oír todas tantas cosas. But it's only when we obey. Pero solo hasta que obedecemos. That God makes the ground under our feet like solid rock. Que Dios hace la tierra bajo nuestros pies como roca. Look with me in John chapter 10. Or I'm sorry, Luke chapter 8. A lot of us think that uh, yeah, we, we belong to the family of God. Muchos pensamos bueno, sí que somos parte de la familia de Dios. But Jesus said, listen, my brothers and sisters and my mothers, uh, they're the ones, in verse 21, they're the ones that hear the word of God and do it. It was interesting because they're the... It was interesting because the, the, at that point someone came and said, Jesus, uh, or someone said, oh, how... Um, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside. They want to talk to you, Jesus. And Jesus said, listen, my mother and my brethren are, are not just the ones according to the flesh, but the ones that hear the word and make it flesh. Right? 
sino que aquellos que escuchan la palabra word, y la ponen en, en, en carne, la hacen carne. La ponen en su carne. It's not just because we've heard God's word that makes us his brothers and sisters. No solamente porque oímos su palabra que nos hace sus hermanos y sus hermanas. But the moment that word is birthed in us. Pero el momento que esa palabra nace en nosotros. And it becomes life. Y que se hace vida. That's what Paul was praying for the Galatian church about. Es lo que Pablo estaba orando por los Gálatas. He said, "Listen, church, you're you're doing all the religious things. You don't have any major problems in your church. It looks real nice over here." Y le dijo, están haciendo todas las cosas religiosas muy bien. No tienen ningún problema mayor aquí como iglesia. But you have been dislocated from Jesus. Because you're more concerned about just learning things than experiencing him. He told the Galatians, you were running well. What is it that stopped you? Who is it that hindered you? Jesus says, my mother and my brothers are those that hear the word of God and do it. Look with me in John chapter 10. In John 10, Juan, 10, Jesus talks about who his real sheep are. Jesus de son sus ovejas. And who really does have eternal life and who doesn't. In John chapter 10, en Juan, 10, he says in verse 27, en el verso 27, my sheep hear my voice. Mis ovejas, oyen, mi voz. And I know them. Yo las and they follow me. Y me, me siguen. And I give unto them eternal life. Yo les doy a ellas vida This is real life. Y esta es vida Where we're hearing him speak. Que le oímos hablar. And we're doing it. Lo we hear him speak. Lo oímos hablar. And we do it. Y lo hacemos. And we follow him. Y le seguimos. And every step we take y cada paso que damos is life. Es vida. You know, The disciples were, were wondering, you know, how is it that a man can even be saved? They had seen the things Jesus was speaking. And he had just finished talking to a... Look with me in Mark chapter 10. And it's interesting here how Mark describes the story of the rich young ruler. Here is a man that was rich. He was young and rich, not just rich, but young and rich. And it says here in verse, Mark points out something very interesting that this 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 fella came and he ran. And he ran to Jesus and then kneeled down. It's kind of like he just ran and slid on his knees right to Jesus. And he says, Jesus, what must we do to inherit? What must I do to inherit eternal life? What do I have to do? I want life. Now he had all these possessions. He had so much comfort in this life. But he said he realized Jesus had something. He wanted that life. He said, what must I do to inherit it? 
Well, Jesus says something very interesting to him. Jesús le dijo algo interesante. Listen to this. He says in verse 19, you know the commandments. El verso 19 le dijo, los mandamientos sabes. Don't commit adultery, don't kill, don't steal. No alteres, no mates, no hurtes. In verse 20. El verso 20. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these I have observed from my youth. Él respondió y le dijo, Maestro, todo esto lo he guardado desde mi juventud. I don't know why Jesus said I, I, I have a feeling why Jesus said that to this man. Y bueno, tengo una presentimiento por qué Jesús le dijo, le dijo esto. I think he wanted to see how sincere his request really was. Creo que quería ver realmente la sinceridad de su petición. This man had come running to Jesus. Este hombre, este joven vino corriendo a Jesús. Said, Lord, what must I do? What must I do? Le dijo, Señor, ¿qué he de hacer? And Jesus gave him an answer. Y Jesús le dio una respuesta. And this young fellow could have said, Oh, thank you, Lord. And that's easy to do. I can, I, you know, I'll just keep doing what I've always doing. I guess that's it. Y este joven pudo haber dicho, Oh, gracias, Señor. También simplemente voy a hacer lo que siempre estaba haciendo. What must I do to have eternal life, Jesus? ¿Qué he de hacer para tener vida eterna, Jesús? Keep the commandments. Be a good boy. Don't get into trouble. No te metas en problemas. Oh, that's so easy, Lord. I've already done that. I guess I have life. Siempre le he hecho eso. Yo que tengo vida. I must have life. Debo tener vida. I've already kept all those commandments. Ya he guardado todos los mandamientos. I can keep on doing that. Puedo continuar haciendo eso. Things will be fine. Y todo va a estar bien. He could have walked away right at that point. Pudo haber seguido en ese momento. And been satisfied. Y quedarse satisfecho. But he didn't. Pero no. He said, "Lord, Señor, I've been doing that. He hecho eso. I have kept the commandments. He guardado los mandamientos. And I still don't feel like I have life. Pero aún no siento como que tengo vida. There's got to be something more. Tiene que haber algo más. I've been doing what you said to do. He hecho lo que me ha dicho que haga. There's got to be something more. Tiene que haber algo más." I think it's really unique the way Jesus spoke to this man. Yo creo que bien, bien este original la manera en que Jesús le habló a este joven. I, and I think even today he does the same thing with you and I. Porque aún hoy quizás hace lo mismo con, contigo y conmigo. What must I do, Jesus? I want, I want all the good things you have for me. What do I have to do, Lord? ¿Qué debo hacer, Señor? Yo quiero todas las cosas buenas que tiene para mí. ¿Qué debo hacer? Go to church on Sunday. Ve a la iglesia el domingo. And read your Bible once a week. Lee tu Biblia una vez a la semana. Oh wow! I thought I had to do. Is that all I got to do? Yeah, wow! Is it all I have to do? Oh wow! That's that's pretty easy. Thank you, Lord. It's a fast, long. That's the Señor. But Lord, Señor, <laughs> I've been doing that. He estado haciendo eso. I go to church on Sunday. Voy a la iglesia el domingo. And I read the Bible once a week. Leo la palabra aunque sea una vez a la semana. Okay, go to church twice a week. Oh, bueno, va a la iglesia dos veces a la semana. And read the Bible twice a week. Y lee la Biblia dos veces. Oh, okay, Lord. Oh, gracias, Señor. Is that all I got to do? Es todo lo que tengo que hacer. That's easy. Está fácil. He does that with us. Y hace eso con nosotros. And a lot of us, muchos, like we read in Song of Solomon, there's the queens and the concubines and the virgins. A lot of us say, well, that's it. That's what I've got to do. And they Para walk away. Decimos, bueno, They've had their experience. That's, that's it. Su está bien. But there's others. Otros, the ones who really are going to be part of the bride. No solo eso, eso tiene que haber más. It's more than just going to church, right, Lord? Más que solo ir a la iglesia, ¿no? I mean, it's more than that. Es más de eso, ¿no? Right, Lord? Sí, señor. There's got to be something else. Tiene que ser algo más. What else do you want from me, Lord? ¿Qué más quieres de mí, señor? And it's very interesting that when that fella said those words to Jesus, what he says, there's, you know, I've already done that. Entonces, cuando este joven dijo estas palabras. 
Que él dijo, ya, ya he hecho esto. The moment he spoke like that to the Lord. El momento que habló así al Señor. In verse 20. En verso 20. I'm sorry, verse 21. 21. Says the Lord Jesus looked at him and loved him. Así que Jesús mirándole le amó. And then said. Y dijo. There is one thing. Una cosa. There is one thing. Una cosa. Sell everything you have. Y se vende todo lo que tienes. Come and follow me. Y sígueme. And that young man went away sad. Y este joven dice que se retiró. He couldn't do that. Triste, no pudo hacer eso. But you see the picture there? Pero ven, ven aquí el cuadro. Every day, cada día, there's going to be one thing. Va a haber algo that we lack. Algo que nos falta. How many would like to know what that is? ¿A cuánto gustaría saber lo que es? <laughs> you can get real comfortable and say, "Well, Lord, I've done, I've kept the commandments, and I feel pretty good about myself." Se puede sentir muy confortable, el señor. Bueno, guardar los mandamientos y me siento bien adentro. Or you can come to the Lord every day. Pero tenemos que decirle al Señor cada día. And say, Lord, Señor, what's that one thing today? ¿Qué es eso hoy? That you want me to do? ¿Qué quieres que haga? What's that one thing that I lack today? ¿Qué es eso que me falta? Come and show me, Lord. Muéstrame, Señor. I want life. Yo quiero vida. I don't want religion. No quiero religión. I don't want just to be satisfied doing things. No quiero solo estar satisfecho haciendo cosas. I want life. Quiero vida. Lord, give me, tell me what that one thing is today. Señor, dime qué es esa cosa hoy. What is that one thing today? ¿Qué es esa cosa hoy? When we speak like that, cuando hablamos así, then Jesus looks at us and loves us. Entonces Jesús nos mira y nos ama. And he begins to speak to us like he never spoke to us before. Y nos habla, que es como no nos ha hablado antes. And that's eternal life. Y eso es vida eterna. That's what Peter meant when he said, "Lord, we don't want to go any place else." You're offering us to go other places. You're giving us the opportunity to do something else. Jesus had just asked them, "Do you want to go too?" He didn't say, "Oh, please don't go. Oh, please stay." You can go too if you want. Just like with this rich, this rich young ruler, he said, "Let's. All you got to do is keep the commandments." That's enough. He told the disciples, "You can go if you want now." You followed me for a long time. You can go if you want. Peter says, "No, Lord. You have words of eternal life. Because when you speak it to us, and we step into it." There's life. Hay vida. And when you speak to us again, nos de huevo, and we step into it, y en ellas, there's life. Hay vida. Lord, we, we're not going to leave you. Señor, no vamos a we know there's more you want to say to us. Que hay más que and it's interesting, Jesus, after, speak, after speaking this to this, this man, and it says that Jesus looked at him and loved him when he said it. And the man turned away. Jesus looked at his disciples and says, how hard it is for, the, for a rich, those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It doesn't have to be riches that we're trusting in. It could be our religious experience. I keep the Ten Commandments. I've not killed anybody. You killed anybody yet, Wilfredo? No. No, you haven't. You haven't robbed any banks recently. You're being a good boy, right? You're being a real good boy, right? We're all being. We're being good. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. We can trust in a lot of things that don't 
give life. Que no dan vida. Whether it's for some, he says, for, for some it's very hard because of riches. They're satisfied with that. But there's many other things that can satisfy us. Every way you turn, there's something that will satisfy you besides Christ. And the Lord is looking to see whether you're going to follow that or follow him. The disciples were astonished. Look what they said in verse 26. It says they were astonished out of measure. Yeah, they, were, they were astonished. They said, who could be saved? You see now, remember what he had just spoken to this man? He told this man to sell everything and follow him. And, and, and notice what Peter begins to say in verse 28. He says, look Lord, we've, we've left everything and we're following you. It's like, well Lord, you know, look, we're, we're doing, a, he left, but Lord, we're here, Lord. And Jesus says something very precious to them in verse 29. Just read verse 29 and 30. dijo, De ciertos digo que sí, que no hay ninguno que haya dejado casa o hermano o hermanas o padre o madre o mujer o hijos o tierras por causa de mí y del evangelio, que no reciba cien veces más ahora en este tiempo casas, hermanos, hermanas, madres hijos y tierras como con, perse con persecuciones y con el, en, el, en el siglo venidero la vida eterna and the world to come eternal life y en el siglo venidero la vida eterna that's the secret that's what that young that's what that rich young ruler wanted he wanted to inherit life y esto es lo que este joven quería heredar la vida eterna Jesus was telling his disciples because they were following him there was going to be life for them y Jesús le dijo a los discípulos que porque le estaban siguiendo iban a tener vida por, por, por él Are we receiving the word of life? Estamos recibiendo la palabra de vida. Can we say that? Podemos decir sí. Can we say that we're hearing words of life? Podemos decir que estamos oyendo, escuchando vidas, palabras de vida. Let's all stand. Vamos a estar de pie. Are you willing to ask the Lord what that one thing is in your life? Está dispuesto a preguntar al Señor qué es esa cosa. How about you, Vin? How about you, Vincent? Vincent, por ejemplo. How about you, Vincent? Can you say, Lord, what, what's that one thing in my life that you're pointing at right now? Or DJ, what's that one thing? What is it, do you think? How about, how about Jessica? Can you say, Jesus, what's, what's that one thing you want me to do? What he wants us to do today may be different Then what he wants us to do tomorrow. But if you can say it to the Lord, Lord, today, just speak to me. What's that one thing today you want me to do? I want life. I don't want to learn more. I just want life. I want, I want to live that word in my life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you, dear Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's 60 queens and 80 concubines and virgins without number. But the one that's going to be the bride is unique. She's in love with him. And there's nothing he can do to satisfy that thirst inside of her. No hay nada que pueda hacer para satisfacer esa sed dentro de ella. She just wants more. Ella quiere más. In the very beginning of Song of Solomon, she says, "Draw me, and I will run after thee." Y en el principio de San Cantar de los Cantares dice, "Atráeme en pos de ti y correremos juntos." Draw me. Atráeme. And I will run after thee. Y correré tras de ti. If we want to be able to bring life to others, si queremos poder quizás dar vida a otros, we need to be letting that life and that experience fill us now. Tenemos que estar quizás dejando que esa vida, esa experiencia nos llene ahora. There is a longing only you can fill. A raging tempest Only you can still My soul is thirsting, Lord To know you as I'm known Drink from the river That flows before your throne me deeper, deeper in love with you. Jesus, hold me close in your embrace. Take me deeper, deeper than I've ever been before. I just want to love you more and more. How I long to be deeper in love Take me deeper, deeper in love with you Jesus, hold me close in your embrace Take me deeper, deeper than I've ever been before. I just want to love you more and more. How I long to be deeper in love. Take me deeper, Lord. Take me deeper, deeper in love. Jesus, hold me close in your embrace. Take me deeper, deeper than I've ever been. Before. 
before I just want to love you more and more How I long to be deeper in love Sunrise to sunrise Sunrise to sunrise I will seek your face Drawn by your spirit The promise of your grace my heart is found in you, I hope that will abide Here in your presence, forever satisfied Take me deeper, thank you Lord Deeper in love with you Jesus, hold me close in your embrace. Take me deeper, deeper than I've ever been before. I just want to love you more and more. How I long to be deeper in love. How I long to be deeper in love. Amen, Jesus. Lord, I pray that there would be a longing in each of our hearts that somehow you'd birth it inside of us by your Spirit. You just birth that desire, Lord, to want and long to inherit eternal life. Not just a portion of it, but all that you have for us, Lord. Your sheep hear your voice and they follow you. Let that be the automatic response of our heart out of love. That as you speak, we say, yes, Lord, and we'll follow. Jesus said, but you said that as you lived by the Father, you want us to live by you. Eating and drinking of you. A living relationship, Lord. Come and can bring conviction of religiousness in our lives. Whatever branch on our vine that's just producing religious sour fruit, come and prune it from us, Lord. We want to produce sweet fruit of life for you, Jesus. Come with your living word and speak to us day after day, Lord. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that falls from your lips, dear Jesus. 
dice el Señor de que el hombre no vivirá solamente de pan sino de toda palabra que mana de tus labios Señor help us to live like that Lord ayúdanos a vivir así thank you for your word of life gracias por tu por tu palabra de vida in Jesus precious name en el nombre precioso de Jesús Amen 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 God bless you Dios los bendiga Amen